Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lefkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Tropical hot dog night! Good evening, everybody. There goes the Daverhood. Welcome, everyone, to Dave's Gone by the 182nd edition of the show, titled Smirk 182. And uh, here, as we are every Sunday night at 11, I'm Dave, Dave Lefkowitz, radio personality, humorist, journalist, and friend to my co-host, who's happy to join us again. He was away last week. In actually, he was back from Las Vegas, but he was just too lazy to get his ass down here. So I'm very happy to have again with me in the studio, Jeff Goodman. I'm really sorry, Mr. 181. Yeah, 181 was a goodie. I, I was talking all about nope, Lebanon. I'm a goodie. You're a, you're a good man. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, let's get our our sponsors and our plugs out of the way first. So, ooh, ooh. what do you do? Your mortgagesrock.com. Oh, you know that for other sponsors. I was talking about your thing. But, oh, well, but, I'm fancy schmancy balloons, but I'd rather talk about mortgagesrock.com. Yeah, let's talk about You know what they do? What do they, they do? Don't even, they don't just sell mortgages. That's but right. They teach you how to make money. Mm-hmm. Because I've actually been on their website, and it's very cool. Is it, what does it do? What does it tell us about the website a little bit? Well, you can learn all about the mortgages and how you make money with the mortgages. Right, how you can make money because... What you do is if you can bring in your friends, your family, relatives, or, or co-workers. Who need, mortgages. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just loans. Loans to help fix up their homes, to get college loans, whatever they need it for. You do the paperwork, bring them to MortgagesRock.com, and you get the commission. That's what it's all about. Fantastic. Where making money never sounded so good. David, can I interest you in a mortgage? Um, well... I have one. <laughs> I need second, a second come one. on. I can tell you a I may need one. God help me. But okay. Well, uh, 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 what other sponsor we have? Oh, Performing Arts Insider, Theater Magazine. No. No? Well, that Minuteman, Hewlett Minuteman Press. Oh, that one too, yeah. Tell, tell us about Hewlett Minuteman Press. Hewlett Minuteman Press is a lovely place where you can get all your copying and printing needs done mm-hmm. for a, a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. Cool. Very good. Yeah, okay, we'll be hearing more about that because Hewlett Minuteman Press is the sponsor of one of the segments of tonight's show. No, excuse me. That's, I'm sorry, my brain's farting a little bit. Uh, Performing Arts Insider is the yeah, the sponsor of one of the segments of tonight's show, Inside Broadway. I never heard of Performing Arts Insider. You never heard of Oh, yeah, yes. But I get it in the mail. What, does, what, <laughs> is, all of, what is that thing I throw away once, once a month? Well, it's a circular, except it has four corners on it, so it's not so circular. Uh-huh. But it uses circular logic. Thick, and I like getting thick mail. <laughs> you, you just like thick things in general. Anyway, like the shake you got me. Thank you very much for the uh, delicious... Um, a delicious Wendy's Frosty. Wendy's Frosty, yeah. I thank you. We have to get Wendy's thing. as a sponsor, don't you think? Yes, Wendy's, if you're listening, call. Or, or any girl with big boobs because named Wendy. We'll, we'll like work for Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work. We have signs. We'll work for, and fries. Fries and Frosties are the two. Oh, you didn't tell me that you wanted the fries. Oh, the fries and the Frosties. You want and fries with that? See, I always have a career. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're building that into the, the house budget for the... Um, for for minimum wage. In other words, if you, they want to pass the minimum wage of $7.25, they have to have a fries and frosty with it. I think that's kind of neat. Oh, good. It's a poison pill that they're building but in. But you know, you know where the government can really save some money on passing those bills? Where? Having them printed at the Hewlett Minuteman Minute Minute Press. Press. And you know what? If the government listened to Dave's Gone By, they would get 10% off at Hewlett Minuteman Press on Broadway. And that, that's great, because you know what else they could do in the house? What? Get a mortgage from mortgagesrock.com. <laughs> They haven't paid that much for their ad that we were spending so much time on. But on. I love them. Well, so. they're great. Mortgagesrock.com, Hewlett Minuteman Press, and Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine. The best gosh darn theater magazine in the world. Yes. I'm not even going to disagree. It, it, it's very informative. Thanks, right. Off-Broadway, Broadway, Cabaret, it, it, Opera. It is, it is like a Bible to anyone who is considering a career in... Uh, 
in any any part of the theater, really. And by the way, I should mention, if you want information on any of these sponsors, go to my website, davesgoneby.org. They've got the links to all these places. Or call them at home. At area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes your mic. Well, no, no. And just a little bit about fancy schmancy, please. Fancy schmancy balloons. If you're having a large party and want to decorate it beautifully, mm-hmm. call fancy schmancy balloons at area code 516-797-3229. Do you Once know the again, number again? Number again, 797-3229? No, 516-797-3229. Yes, let's be anal about it, shall we? 516-797-8229. No, 3229. 3 <laughs> Sorry. No, our number starts with 8 here. Yeah, okay. Three eights followed by two eights. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm here since the middle of the afternoon. So by 11 o'clock, unfortunately, I'm sozzled. You know, I'm, I'm like, I can barely keep anything in my hand. He's fried. Mmm. And, and, and shaked. Thank you. Anywho, now, so I told people that, let's see, the uh, Inside Broadway tonight will deal with Spring Awakening and something involving a very long-running, currently-running Broadway show on a very big, important, special night that they're going to be having in a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You'll have to just stay tuned and find out. And then after that, we will be talking, um, we will be doing the news gone by with bunches and bunches of news stories this week to talk but about. So much is happening. Yeah, and unfortunately I was also going to talk just a little bit about the whole Israel-Lebanon situation before we started. I'm already running a little late, but I want to make a little half-apology to two people. First of all, a half-apology to UN Humanitarian Chief Jan Egeland. I didn't mention him by name last week, but I was vilifying these, these so-called humanitarians from the United Nations because they, they were on this kick about, oh, the poor civilians who are dying in the war and they were criticizing Israel's disproportionate reactions, quote, a violation of international humanitarian law. But, according to the New York Post, um, Egeland, who is the top UN humanitarian official, charged that Hezbollah is fighting like cowards and causing the deaths of hundreds of innocent women and children in Lebanon. In scathing comments, Egalan accused Hezbollah of, quote, cowardly blending among civilians. He said he was appalled that Hezbollah was more was proud that more innocent people had died than its own fighters. Again, another quote. Consistently, from the Hezbollah heartland, my message was that Hezbollah must stop this cowardly blending among women and children. I heard they were proud because they lost very few fighters, and that it was civilians bearing the brunt. I don't think anyone should be proud of having many more children and women dead than armed men. That's, that's the guy from the UN. So thank you for that. It's about two bloody weeks too late. And unfortunately now with the news of, of what's going on there, Israel has to stop its doing what it's supposed to do because they made one silly mistake with one bomb. They blew up a building from which terrorists were firing from behind it. So now Israel can't actually fly planes overhead for two days, which means that ground troops are going to be sitting ducks. Jeff, do you want to chime in on any of this? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this up real quick so I can get to the Broadway segment, but I wanted to get this off my chest. And also, a half apology to Tony Blair. On behalf? Because, well, Blair has been so kind of peacenickish on the side of the Arabs for so long, as all of England has in their way, even though he's been supporting Bush in Iraq. And, you know, I just wanted to throttle him and say, you can't, you know, there's a reason Israel is attacking Lebanon. Israel isn't even attacking Lebanon. They're attacking Hezbollah that happens to be in and scattered all over Lebanon. And that's why Lebanese people are dying, because they're all mixed in. And and he didn't seem to get that. Except I saw him in an interview on BBC One or Five or Fourteen when he was talking to someone this week, and he said, no, I mean, he understands that a ceasefire, should it be in place, has to work both ways. A ceasefire is not Israel stopping and bombs continuing to fall into Israel. So at least, you know, the light bulb went off. And, and not only that, he says it out loud. And he said, all right, maybe Israel you know, went too far in responding. That's his view. But at least he understands what Israel was responding to. Anyway... Um, oh, and I want to thank, um, got a little email from my cousin Judy, who said about last week's show that Rabbi Solomon had his take on the whole Arab and uh, Lebanon and Israel situation. I oh, it, it, was, it was something like, 
the top ten reasons Israel should wipe Arabs off the face of the earth, they should all die, 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 goddammit, die. He, he, he tends to be a little bit extreme in his views, but, but amusing in, in, his, in his way. So, uh, Cousin Judy said, I like Rabbi Solomon's take 100%. Thank you, Cuz. <laughs> Bless him for that. And uh, Wayne of the band The Modest Lads emailed to say, Hey, Dave, your show is called Hezbumba. If that wasn't so funny, I demand that you hang your head in shame and spend five minutes in your time-out corner. Well, we're going to take a time-out from Dave's Gone By to do a little bit of commercials, and then we will be back with Inside Broadway with me, Dave Lefkowitz, and... Jeff Goodman. Please do not go away. Dave's Gone By listeners know I love a good play on words. But let me say a good word on plays. My plays, collected in a lovely book called Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. Comedies that range from strange to deranged, from sad to satirical. Fun and unmistakably Dave. Just $20 hardcover, $12 soft. Put down that crappy bestseller and pick up some laughs. 516-295-1511 or davesgoneby.org for Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. Why can't I be this is Michael Riedel from the New York Post, and you are listening to Dave's Gone By. I don't listen to it myself, and if you're listening to it, there's probably something wrong with you, but it's a pretty fun show. Inside Broadway, brought to you by Total Theater's Performing Arts Insider, your everything theater guide. Yes, it is inside Broadway as we go into the depths, into the recesses of Broadway theater to bring you important, breaking Broadway news. Yeah, did you hear it breaking? That was very cool. I, I like the sound of that, that news breaking. First of all, well, we have three things to get to. First of all, Spring Awakening, a hit, one of the, the few things that's been exciting about New York in the summer. It's been a very quiet summer theater-wise after all the Broadway shows opened after you know, early spring. But, speaking of spring, a show called Spring Awakening with a score by Duncan Sheik and a book by Stephen Sater. He once wrote a play called Carbondale Dreams about 20 years ago. That was kind of a, an off and, and touring hit. Sheik and Sater adapted a play, an 1891 play by Frank Wedekind called The Awakening of Spring. And that was a controversial play back then. I mean, it was, it was really about kids who had just hit puberty. And remember that, that movie, a few years ago, I think it was Larry Clark who did it. It was an American film about these kids, and they were on the verge, and there was nudity and sex and drugs, and it was so controversial. Hmm? I don't go to the movies. I see theater. Good for you, Jeff. But, uh, but I didn't see the movie either, but I remember it being like everyone was up in arms because it was trying to show reality, but the reality of teenagers back then... <laughs> and, and forget what they're like now, was so full of what we consider as behavior of t- people in their mid-twenties that people were shocked, you know, it's, it's salacious, it's whatever it is. And Vegakin's play was to an extent like that, and also because it ended with a suicide, uh, there was this rash of suicides when the play was very popular, and they were thinking of shutting the play down. The movie, No, no, this is, I'm talking oh, about Vegakin's play, play oh, too. Really? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the thing. So, um, the... Musical version, though, has become a popular hit at the Atlantic Theatre Company. It's been extended until uh, the end of next week. And not only that, hmm, they're going to be bringing it to Broadway in this coming season. So, if you haven't gotten to see it, because it's been a sold-out hit... What theatre did they get? Um, You know, I don't... Either I don't know, or I forgot to write it down, or they don't know yet. But they have... In other they have serious plans to bring it, but a theater, they might not know which one yet. Okay. I have to check. Um, but this is pretty big for the Atlantic, because the last show that they produced off-Broadway was The Lieutenant of Inishmore, and that transferred to Broadway as well. So, um, and by the way, the cast of Spring Awakening includes Frank Wood, who was oh. so wonderful in Sideman, and Mary McCann, who's been with the Atlantic Theater Company for a long, long time. So, apparently, it's a very, pretty controversial... You know, they throw all the stuff in the musical. It's got sex, it's got language, lots of masturbation, suicide, death. That kind of thing. <laughs> it certainly is. And completely opposite kind of a scale of a musical. Very, very different. Something else that, if things go well, mm-hmm. out of town, or all the way on the other coast, we'll be seeing The Wiz possibly this season, a return of the Wiz. 
I, I'm very excited about that because isn't Des Mackinac going to direct that? He is. Yeah, he's directing it out in La Jolla. That I think because he always does great stuff. Well, what has he done? What has Des done? Well, his first show was uh, Big River, which I loved. Mm. Then he went on to Tommy, which I thought was genius. The staging was amazing. Oh, absolutely. And most recently, he has Jersey Boys running. And Jersey Boys would not be the show it is without his direction. Absolutely. It's all direction. So he's the man. And he's bringing this, uh, which I've never had much use for. I saw, they did do it once. They brought it to like the Beacon Theater. I love the, I love the Wiz. Do you? Yeah. Because don't nobody bring me no bad news. So yeah, I, 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 I yeah. love. That. All I know is everybody knows "Ease On Down the Road." That's yeah, a big yeah. hit from the show, and, and it was home, a movie. And, and home. See, I don't really even sing a little from if you if you would, please. There's, I'm not Stephanie Mills. <laughs> 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 I know it's a big. They're always singing it on all those okay. uh, those those shows. Well, was now Stephanie Mills sang it, I guess, in the movie, and Diana Ross played something else. No, was Diana it? Ross was in the movie, and right. Stephanie Mills was on Broadway. Broadway. See, I, I didn't follow the I show. Could, and and then, in fact, in the movie it was weird because it was before Diana Ross became like a space alien, and Michael Jackson was before he was a white child molester, which is kind of nice. There's so And you know who's going to be in The Wiz, both in California and here? No, who? Wayne Brady is going to play the uh, Oh, that's guy. right. And Andre DeShields, isn't Andre, he? Um, no, David Allen Greer. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Andre DeShields was the original Wiz. Oh, was he really? I yeah. The Wiz there is. And he's doing something. DeShields is doing something up at the Classical Theater of Harlem. I love this him. Season. I think he's very good. But, um, so that's something, if it goes well, you know, you've got the talent of Mac enough, you've got Wayne Brady from, whose line is it anyway, David Allen Greer. And the Wayne Brady show, he had his own talk show for a year. For, come on, a year, a couple of months. Two years. Yeah, for a week. It went that long? Yeah. Tony Danza went two years, I don't know, um, Brady had it that long. Brady was much better than Danza. Um, I guess, I don't even remember his show too well. Yeah, I don't really remember Tony. I don't you don't watch television. I, oh, I watch way too much. My, my, you know, I watch television in the morning because that's I'm going to tell you a big secret. What? He watches The View. I have to watch The View. My wife watches The View. And, and I like You don't own two televisions? I do. But no, but it's that it's our together time. It's not like you're a guy with a million potatoes in your house. <laughs> no, don't go there. Hey, guess where we're going in, in about 60 seconds? Florida. Chicago. Ooh. Broadway, off-Broadway, cabaret. These are magical words conjuring up a universe of great entertainment. If you want to know everything about what's happening on the stages of New York, you need to get Performing Arts Insider magazine. For 60 years, Performing Arts Insider has been a bible of the industry. It tells you when shows are opening and closing, what they're about, who's in it, Designers, writers, composers, contacts for producers and managers, box office info, parental guides, everything you need to know if you care about theater, opera, and dance, too. As the chief editor of Backstage put it, Performing Arts Insider is who, what, where, and when, all the facts at your fingertips. For more information, how to subscribe or get a sample issue, call 516-295-1511 or go to www.totaltheater.com and click on Performing Arts Insider. And all that... I'm sorry, you want your what? Sample issue. Of Performing Arts Insider? Yes. You, you don't have to get a sample issue, Jeff. You subscribe. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. I love it. it. Fact, I think everyone who's listening, which is no one, should, <laughs> should ask for a sample <laughs> issue. <laughs> if, if no one is listening, could that no one call in and prove to Jeff that you're someone? I don't think there's anyone. It's like the Emily Dickinson poem. I'm nobody. Are you nobody, too? I'm going to call the radio station and prove that we're both nobody. Are you the me nobody knows? <laughs> that's a different show. But, but let's... Go to Chicago. Actually, I'd love to, but it was too hot. Let's fly right United, because I'm a frequent flyer. But you know where we should be on November 14th? Oh. What? It's just the anniversary of my grandmother's death. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> why you bring the segment down. It's dude. like my favorite person. and But it was a week after my bar mitzvah, too. So. Okay, um, well... But it was so long ago. You remember the day your the date your aunt died? My grandmother. My grandmother, excuse me, you remember I know that? everyone's dead. My grandfather died on September eleventh, nineteen eighty one. Did you oh, remember no, no. that before? 19... When did he die? Nineteen ninety. You remember the date but not the actual year. Yeah. Okay, well yeah. You sure you well, said you sure you dead? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Get that part confused. Yeah. I, I, I Stop wandering around the Bronx somewhere. I have to thank Grandpa because I inherited his apartment, so that was lovely. That is lovely. Anyway, November 14, 2006 is exactly 10 years after the opening of the Broadway musical Chicago. Now, Chicago is... The second time. The revival. revival of Chicago. Musical by John Kander and Fred Ebb, based on a play by Maureen Dallas Watkins. Now, when the show opened, it was an instant hit. The only controversy was the fact that it was based on the um, a version that they did at Manhattan... Um, it was at Manhattan or Lincoln Center, the Encores. Encores is... It's just Encores. It's... Uh, and that was in Lincoln Center. It's in City Center. City Center, of course. Right, right, right. So what they do there is it's almost basically a staged reading. They don't do a full production. There aren't big sets. There's not all that stuff. There's just the actors, sometimes with scripts. There's a band some on costuming. stage. Yeah. And, and, and minimal choreography. So when they brought it to Broadway, everybody thought, well, it works so well in the encores, but they'll trick it up. They'll, they'll throw money at the sets, and it'll be really big. But they didn't. Walter Bobby, the director, decided to just keep ev- they kept everyone in leotards, they kept the band small. They kept I think the producers small. had something to do with that, yeah. too. Is it the Weisslers? Yeah. yeah. So they kept the cost down, even though the Broadway prices were normal Broadway prices. So people carped a little bit at the beginning. But hey, the show has run 10 years. And I know uh, they just make big news because one of the, the upcoming cast members will be... Oh, Usher is coming into the show. Usher is coming into the show as Billy Flynn, right? I think the lawyer, so. yeah. I would hope so. But I know my cast members. I saw the original Chicago Young Man. Well, guess what? On November 14th, you would have the chance to see the originals again. All of them. And Ryan King. No, you won't. Jerry Orbach was an original, and he's dead. The original he's from the revival. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Sorry, yes. The original from the revival cast. B.B. Newark, Joel Gray, Marsha Lewis, James Norton are all going to be there doing a special performance, benefit performance, at the Theater of Chicago on November 14th, Walter Bobby's going to direct. There's also going to be a bunch of, like, the other guest stars, like Brooke Shields and... Yeah, um, and what, what it was more Melanie exciting Griffith. when they did that with Chorus Line years ago. Well, yeah, well, except Chorus Line's coming back this season anyway. That's very exciting. That's, I, I'm well, excited. Well, it's very exciting, too. It's, it's have pretty much the whole original cast back see, 10 years. I would love years. to see the original original cast, but then another well, one of my favorite cast members died also. Well, yes. Well, yeah, you can't get... Because the original Mr. Cellophane? Um, oh, help me out. I give up. He played Seinfeld's father on Seinfeld. Oh, Bernie. Oh, Barney, Barney Martin. Martin. Yeah. Loved him. He was the best Mr. Cellophane ever. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Joel Gray was very good. And even the guy, that yeah. was the thing about the movie. And the other thing, people thought when uh, Rob Marshall made the film, mm-hmm. and the film I thought was tremendous. It, it won the, the Oscar Deserved it. It, was one of the, it is one of the best film musicals ever made. And people, well, that'll be the end of the Broadway show. People will see the movie yeah. and won't want to. And, and everybody was angry at first that the movie had all these Hollywood people in it. You know, um, what's, what's his name from um, oh, Officer and a Gentleman? Richard, Richard Gere, Gere playing. Like, you know, and, and Queen Latifah. Yeah. Uh, well, she was a music person rather than a Hollywood person. And Renee Zellweger. And, and people were like, look, you've got these great living, viable, dancing people from the show, why are you using... Yeah, I mean, Joel Gray's a film star, too. Why not use him at least? And yet, Marshall was right on. I mean, he, he just knew what he was absolutely doing. And at the same time, didn't hurt the production as one bit. Yeah. Recent film musicals, the musical, the film of the musical has always caused the bump in the sales of the musical. Yeah, even Rent, where the movie flopped, and but Phantom. for a couple of weeks... Yeah. Phantom caused a whole big revival... And not only a couple of weeks, rent is st- a couple of weeks ago sold out. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, summer, summer like is very nine, good for rent. It's 98 or something percent. Yeah. It'll go down as soon as um, kids get back into school. I know, but, but, but rent is excellent. And rent also passed its 10th anniversary. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's far better show than the revival of Chicago. Oh, no way. Chicago is, is in, in every way superior no, no, no. to rent. No, no. Rent is an important, important milestone show. Really? Because it, it, it takes... It's important, but it isn't that good. <laughs> That's great. Are you it. kidding me? It's like saying all Calcago was a milestone, too. No, 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 no. I put Rent in one of my all-time tent. All you, ta- you have a special kinship with Rent, and a I lot of people show. do. Love there are kids show. who go see it 20 times. Me, mm-hmm. Chicago, the score, I love the, the cynicism. Now, see, now, let me tell you something. I love the score, and I love, I love Chicago. But I do not like this production of Chicago because oh. it's so cut down. I saw the original, and the original was so much better. 
Okay. So and it was also better. staged by Bob Fosse. Yeah. Which helps. But, but, well, yeah. this was just copied. Fosse's career copied. Okay. See, I didn't anymore. see the original. And, and I, I didn't have that experience no, to compare I mean, with. You know, I saw, I saw so many people in, in that show. I saw the entire original cast when it opened. Wow. Well, okay. And, yeah. and I, I saw they, Liza was in it as a replacement. Good I, heavens. I, I actually flew. I went to Chicago to see Chicago in Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. when it opened for the first time with the original... Ca- they oh, so you really, you're a Chicago fan. So I love really, the production. It's not the play, it's the production. This production bothers me because it's so minimal. But can you honestly say that Rent is better than the original Chicago? Yeah. I, th- wow. I think Rent is a, a, a musical that just... I, I love Chicago. It's very entertaining. Rent blows me away every time. Well, it gets me mad recently when I see it because I think because Jonathan Larson is no longer with us that yeah. that it's not really kept up as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like in La, 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 La Bibohem, a lot of times there'll, there'll be someone mooning, and I don't think it's called for that. You know, and um, I think they they go a little bit beyond. It's not kept as tight. As it really should be, and I'm sure if the author was there. Are you talking about the guy who was mooning? Were you looking at the actual hole? No, oh, no. But I'm, I'm very serious. I'm very serious about Rent. I guess you are. Because I love, well, I love well, the I'm show, very good and serious, I like yeah. the music. I, I did like the movie, and I think it's very important that people saw the movie. But it, I think it's a much better stage production. Well, the nice thing about Chicago, just bringing it back, is that the movie didn't take away from the stage production for people who liked it, and the fact that if you do want to see that original cast, you better pony up the bucks, because tickets are between 500 and $5,000. And I hope it's going night. to charity. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I forget what charity... Fund, uh, thing? No, no, some other weird kind of cancer thing. Okay. Well, but not the AIDS... Well, no, it might be an AIDS thing. I don't know. So you don't have to worry about it going into the Weissler's pocket? Um, well... I would Brandon Barry will have <laughs> Anyway... Spring Awakening, The Wiz, Chicago, that's just the, the tip, the beginning of this theater season. So much more to come in the weeks to come, so stick around. Like Nathan Lynn's coming back to Broadway. That's right. And a whole and, and as we said, a chorus line revival, all sorts of stuff to look for inside Broadway. We've just been inside Broadway, thanks to TotalTheater.com and Performing Arts Insider. Jimmy, did you go home and write a thousand times, I will not disturb the class? Here, Mrs. Bitchfarb. Psst, Jimmy, you were playing softball last night. How'd you do it? Easy. I went to Unit Minuteman Press. Unit Minuteman Press? 1315 Broadway in Unit. Great prices, no copy job, too big or small. Jimmy? Yes, Mrs. Bitchfarb. Look what I found. Your Minuteman receipt. Uh-oh. Here's your change. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, my knuckles. Oh, my nipples. Oh, my knuckles. My radio's on. The news is off. That, but it's good to relax. Welcome back to Dave's Gone By. It's time for the news gone by. A look at world and local events of the past week with just a hint of Lebanon nonsense. We begin with crime news. In Germantown, Philadelphia, Gomez Grocery was the scene of a rather bloody but funny attempted holdup. According to the Associated Press, about 15 customers were in the store when a hoodlum walked in and pointed a gun at the owner. That's when a customer went behind the gunman and started bashing him over the head with a can of applesauce. The suspect was so stunned, he accidentally shot himself in the head. He's in in a stable condition, unfortunately, and I haven't heard, but wouldn't it be great if the heroic customer had a Clint Eastwood, Arnold Schwarzenegger moment, looked down at the creep and said, how do you like them apples? (laughs) Ha ha ha! Well, I have another hilarious story to tell you. Go for it. Also in crime news, <laughs> a man serving a life sentence in Colorado for committing one murder has now committed to 47 others. And made it to 47 others, yeah. Is that unbelievable? Between 1970 and 1990, his 1995 arrest, Robert Charles Brown allegedly killed, or so he says, 48 people, beginning with his soldier in Korea, which I think he was paid for, and ending with a 13-year-old girl in Colorado Springs. 
Now, networks are already bidding on his life story for movie for movie material. Now, I'm just wondering who gets to use the be- to use the best title. You're a sick man, Charlie Brown. Everybody always picking on me. Oh, that is my new theme song. Anyway, also on Crime Prevention News, an English company called Sheila's Wheels has come up with a brilliant idea to help women feel safer on the road. Or maybe they were just watching the movie Airplane. Because the company has invented the Buddy on Demand. It's a blow-up man. You put him in the passenger seat of, the, of a car so it looks like the woman isn't driving alone. Or, of course, you can do, you could do that in the... The little lane that you, the diamond lane that you can't drive in with without someone else. Yeah, I'm sure you do that all the time. <laughs> no, I do that at home. Yeah, thank you. When the ride is over, a woman can pull the plug, deflate the man, and store him in the glove compartment. Don't you wish you could do that with the guys? The only caveat is that woman used to, used to driving a stick. Uh, you know, you've got to finish your own joke there. Okay, what do I love, Jeff? That's right, stupid criminals. Sorry, I had a Jay Leno moment there. Won't happen again. But it is apt because of this story. Two Irishmen stole a fishing trawler, but then had to be rescued off the British coast. The reason? Neither thief knew how to sail. Basically, they just kept going in circles until the Coast Guard found them. (laughs) Even more embarrassing, the pirates said they didn't want the vessel for themselves. They were sure they could resell it to the Czechoslovakian Navy. See, it's, it's In animal news, how about a round of applause for Gregor Wierzbicki of Warsaw, Poland. Gregor was taking a stroll last week when a 110-pound St. Bernard landed on him. Oh, my God. The dog had been pushed out of a two-story window by his drunken owner. That guy is being investigated for animal abuse. And the St. Bernard walked away with barely a scratch. Meanwhile, Wiersbicki is in a hospital being treated by, for serious bruises and psychological shock. Actually, he was initially fine, but being Polish, once he caught the dog, he then tried to throw it back. And the man is also being charged with Wiersbicki abuse. <laughs> Speaking of dogs of the hot kind, welcome, or should I say hola, to a new competitor joining the Milwaukee Brewers. No, not an actual player. He's a new addition to the ball club's beloved sausage races that take place before each game at Miller Park. The exciting sprint of people in Frankfurter outfits has heretofore consisted of an Italian sausage, a bratwurst, a Polish sausage, and a good old American weenie. But now, Chorizo, also known as El Picante, has joined the big race. Actually, he's only in one race this year. As the Brewers' general manager put it, Chorizo will be put through the grind in the minor leagues so he can get some extra seasoning (laughs) before rejoining the other sausages next year. Very cute. Not only that, the Chorizo said, through an interpreter, quote, I guess he's Spanish, maybe? I am humbled to be in the presence of so many world-class wieners. But... Hopefully, I can bring something. This is him. I, did he I, really I, yes, I can. His interpreter did. I can bring something new to the table. I hope Brewer fans welcome me into their hearts and grills. Unquote. And as a special promotional stunt, former InSync star Lance Bass offered to appear in a video with the hot dogs, but they turned him down when they realized he just wanted to put them between his buns. Did they say bye-bye-bye? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Bass, the boy band star, has come out of the closet. Now, <laughs> 27 years old, he says he's in a committed relationship with, with one of the guys you like there, Reichen Limkuhl. No, I li- exactly, I like it. He was, he was a, uh, he won the Amazing Race. Oh, okay, and you love his, that show. With yeah. his partner, who he married. Oh, well, except Reichen, I guess, is now... And uh, Lance Bass says that he's not ashamed of his gayness. It was not a devastating process. He just kept it hidden, not even telling his bandmates for the sake of NSYNC's popularity. Now, for their part, other members of the group said they weren't surprised because they had seen the first drafts of Bass's songs. I Want You Back was actually I Want Your Backside. Girlfriend was Boyfriend. 
Bye 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 was straight gay bye. Do your thing was do my thing, and up against the wall was up against the wall. Now for some real irony. It seems I have heterosexual nose. <laughs> I'm not sure if heterosexual is actually because quote unquote heterosexual celebrity uh, in, in heterosexual celebrity news, sad tidings for pop star Prince. His second wife, Manuela, has filed for divorce. Her lawyer says he wants a quick and cooperative resolution to the split. Resolutions of the split. The only problem is that she still wants to keep her name. Manuela Testolini Nelson, the artist formerly known as P Prince, unidentified squiggle Prince. Wow, that's a mouthful. Her soon-to-be ex-husband says she can keep the ring so long as she doesn't have to have it inscribed. Ba -dum -bum Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> it's going to purple rain soon. <laughs> also, in music news, if you thought the Dixie Chicks brought a lot of stuff down on their heads, listen to what happened to the mid-chicks. There's a Minchix band. There's a Minchix. The New Zealand rock band was playing a 70-year-old theater in Auckland in a concert that promised to, quote, rattle the foundations of the historic hall. Well, it did. The band's loud music rattled the building until chunks of the wall and ceiling fell on the crowd's head. Two audience members were rushed to, rushed to the hospital, one with a concussion. The Minchix were understandably shaken after the incident. Not stirred. Uh -huh. And in sympathy with the injured fans, directly after the concert, they went out and got plastered. I'm about to get plastered falling in. Okay. I got it. A lot of injured people in tonight's news gone by. Here's another. Bermuda fisherman Ian Card required emergency surgery after being speared through the chest by an 800-pound marlin. As soon as Card recovers, he plans to write about the terrifying struggle. The working title is The Old Man and the... Ah! Consolations to Melanie Martinez, host of PBS Television's The Good Night Show, or should I say former host of The Good Night Show. Martinez was fired from the program designed to get preschoolers sleepily off to bed. It seems she confessed to her bosses at PBS Kids Sprout, that's the name of the network, Martinez admitted that before she got the Good Night Show gig, she did a couple of videos centered around a different kind of bedtime. No, she didn't do any porn, but she did appear in a short film series called Technical Virgin. The videos were spoofs of public service announcements, you know, those non-profit advertisements that TV and radio stations are forced to do to make it look like they're serving the community. The more you know. Exactly. Well, and CBS cares. Well, in Technical Virgin, Martinez advises young women on how to either regain their virginity or maintain their virginity while giving up everything else. Now, I just saw one of the films. It's on YouTube.com. Anybody can download it. First of all, Martinez is fully dressed. 
She's got a very prim, black-and-white school kind of outfit on, and she's standing outside the steps of some public building. The whole setup is to look like one of those after-school public service things. Martinez looks at the camera, and here is what she said. This is, this is the quote. I've got big plans for my future. A good college, career, mainly my, even my own business someday. But one thing I'm not planning on is getting pregnant. That's why I choose anal sex. I mean, sure, it hurts a little, and I wind up walking funny for a day or two, but I think my future is worth it. And then she turns away from the camera and walks down the street while her voiceover says, Anal sex, the smart choice for your future. Now, the funniest part of the video is that while she's heading down the street, she's walking bow-legged. It's funny. And that is the whole thing. I'm assuming the other video that she did is pretty much the same kind of content. So for this, public television fires her jeopardizes her livelihood, calls attention to something that only grown-ups and video geeks would have known about in the first place, and is just another excuse for the so-called moral majority, better known as the moron majority, to exercise pointless censorship over public airwaves. The poor woman did these movie satires seven years ago. The language was R-rated, but they were neither indecent nor obscene, and they were 30 seconds long. For Christ's sakes, how obscene can you be in half a minute? Well, if you have a live chicken, a dildo, and a tube of boy butter, the answer might be very. But still, these were not. Nor did Melanie Martinez do or say anything in them that would have any effect on a five-year-old. But because these movies made fun of S-E-X... Don't say it. I am not. S-E-X. Oh, my God, fire and brimstone. Keep her away from children. Children, children. Oh, my God, children. If you want to send a born-again Christian into hysterics, just tell them something happened within a hundred miles of children. Oh, children, save the children. Someone call a priest. Where is the priest? Oh, he's molesting children. Well, it's all right, then, <laughs> so long as he's not making jokes about it. I love what one viewer at YouTube.com wrote when he heard about the firing of Martinez and saw PBS's explanation of why she was now inappropriate as a host for children's TV. The guy wrote, Jeez, I guess good old George Carlin should be glad he's not doing the Mr. Conductor part for Shining Time Station anymore, unquote, nicely put. And what about the, the guy who originated that role, Ringo Starr, former substance abuser and co-star of the 1960s sex comedy Candy, should they not show reruns of The Electric Company because Morgan Freeman was in Seven or because Skip Hinnant was the voice of Fritz the Cat? And, you know, I looked in the Internet Movie Database and discovered that Betty Aberlin, remember Lady Aberlin from Mr. Rogers? We talked about her. We were talking about her a, a few minutes you know, before the show started and, and how she did that amazing potato bug opera that I love. Well, she was in a movie two years ago called Jersey Girl. Sweet movie, light comedy, nothing too raunchy, but what's this? The MPAA rated it PG-13. Why? Quote, for language, including sexual content, including frank dialogue. But that's because it was a Ben and Jen flick. Yeah, yeah you even know, yeah, so is Ben and Jen. That's more obscene than anything that's else. That's right. Oh, Lady Aberlin, I am shocked. What would X the Owl think? Well, who knows? When the camera stopped rolling, he was probably triple X the owl, if you know what I'm saying. So as Mr. McFeely turned his back, X would be all over King Friday giving him a beat job. So the hypocrisy and stupidity of pseudo-religious right-wing America continues. And public television, rather than taking a stand for the public, jams its head up its viewer-supported ass and says, We surrender because they're afraid of FCC fines and losing corporate sponsors. Well, you know what, PBS? I may not know what a technical virgin is, but I can smell a technical whore a million miles away. Thank you, Jeff. That was the perfect topper on that. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing about censorship and prudishness. It isn't always the media's fault. Baby Talk Magazine, a free monthly publication for new moms and mothers-to-be, got a raft of angry letters about the cover of their August issue. The cover shows a baby nursing at his mother's breast. Not sexual, just openly. And most of the angry comments came from women. They feel it's inappropriate. They don't feel comfortable if their children see the cover. One woman who nursed all three of her kids told the Associated Press, quote, I don't want my son or husband 
to accidentally see a breast they didn't want to see, unquote. Lady, I have yet to come across a man or child who did not want to see a breast. Unless it's been shot off in a war or dumped in a jar after a mastectomy, it may be a booby you don't want them to see, but trust me, your husband wants to see it. A lot. With hand cream. But you know, Susan Kane, the editor of Baby Talk, put it best about the breast, saying there's a huge puritanical streak in Americans and a squeamishness about seeing a body part, even part of a body part, unquote. All I know is that I'm trying to get a copy of the August issue, and I will read it cover to cover, to cover to cover, to cover to cover, to cover to cover. And it won't be my fingers I'll lick when I'm turning the pages. I know a couple of guys who don't want to see it. <laughs> well. Lance Bass and Riken. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your turn. Oh, and while we're on the subject of bountiful, beautiful, bouncing bazooms. Which I know you love. Love them to death. Condolences to the family of Robert Brooks who died a week ago in his home at Myrtle Beach. Robert Brooks was the chairman of Hooters, a little chicken eatery that in 20 years expands over 400 restaurants worldwide. Local businessmen recalled Brooks as a sharp salesman who knew how to sell chicken breasts with chick breasts. The true genius was somehow turning a PG-13 concept into a chain that's all-American and, and, and tame as TGI Fridays and KFC. Brooks was 69 when he died. No jokes there. As a fitting tribute to his legacy, he'll be buried in a tight-fitting t-shirt, and mourners passing his coffin will not only be able to whisper their farewells, but also pinch his ass and ask for his phone number. And just in case you forgot that there are other body parts people like to lick besides breasts and fingers... Name them. Uh, well, the stinky places. A Youngstown, Ooh. Ohio man is facing charges that he sucked on a woman's toe at the local library. The woman told police 28-year-old Joseph Kalela approached her and said he was doing research for a sociology class. He asked and then begged again and again to kiss her foot. So she finally let him, but then he started sucking her toe. When she pulled her foot away, he asked for her reaction, which was freaking out. She went to wash her foot, and by the time she came back, he was gone. But police later grabbed him. And ironically, the incident won't make it into Kalela's sociology paper, although he did promise to add it to his footnotes. Yes, mm. yes, that is. Right, and, and now I know how I'm going to go <laughs> meet people. I'm going to go work on my sociology papers <laughs> at all local libraries. So beware. I mean, beware the toe toe sucking from Jeff. And oh no, no, no that's the toe sucking. Oh, sorry, the other part. The arch-typical sound of the comedy bell, signaling the Dave's Gone By bad pun of the week. Because whenever we do the news gone by, we make a play on words so callous, so soulless, we feel like heels if we didn't ring the comedy bell. Now, the bell has a second purpose. It's to remind you that Dave's Gone By is a great place to advertise your product, event, or service. So inexpensively, you can bring your message to my listeners. There's no other show on the dial like Dave's Gone By. No other program with our listeners, our fan base, our great and involved audience. And remember, we're not just on AM radio, but live streaming on the web all over the world. And vintage episodes of Dave's Gone By air every week on Live365.com. So, your little ad can go a long way with advertising options for everything from 15-second quickies, and you know about those, <laughs> to being able to sponsor the entire show. Find out what's right for you. Call 516-295-1511. 516-295-1511. Email us at davesgoneby at aol.com, and we'll send you the rate card. Or see the rate card at davesgoneby.org. D-A-V as in Victor, E-S, gone by. Org, or call 516-295-1511 to advertise on Dave's Gone By. Don't be good. Be ponderful. And now it's time for Science News on the News Gone By. Are those days of weathermen numbered? They are. Next year, Japan will begin a project that uses supercomputers to predict the weather. Up to 30 years in advance. To get a sense of global trends, the Japanese quote-unquote Earth Simulator will track sea temperatures, rainfall, 
and movements of the Earth's crust. Scientists are actually predicting that they'll be able to predict weather forecasts for areas as small as two square miles, which I think is great, because on May 8, 2027, I was planning to head to the grocery store, so I'd love to know if I really need that umbrella. <laughs> you know, I enjoy writing jokes for the news gone by. Not everyone is a gutbuster. I know that. Sometimes I do the story because I love the joke, or sometimes the joke is just kind of there, because the story itself is the really funny part. And then there are the times when the headline says it all. I don't have to add or change a thing. It is perfect. This is one of those times, courtesy of the Associated Press. Man accused of blinding wife with carrot. Yes, of course, there's a story to go with it. But with a headline like that, does the story really matter? Yes, yes it does. Man accused of blinding wife with carrot. A 46-year-old man is accused of assaulting his wife with a carrot, causing her to lose sight in one eye. Saturday night, Pamela Vesey, 46, underwent six hours of surgery after being hit in the left eye with the vegetable. Doctors were not able to restore her vision, says AP. The husband, Roderick Vesey, posted bail for second-degree assault. He admitted he and Pamela were fighting, but he called the blinding a terrible accident. For her part, Mrs. Vesey is taking it in remarkably good humor, although it is not true that when she got to the emergency room, the vegetable still lodged in her head. She did not look at the resident and say, What's up, Doc? <laughs> and ironically, aren't carrots supposed to give you good vision? <laughs> hey, that's, I forgot about that. That's right. It's like, hey! <laughs> anyway, in pharmacological news... <laughs> Does that go with the man with the marlin? Some, yeah, exactly. He had like a few inches lower down. Hey, I read on Yahoo that scientists are at work on an anti-Alzheimer's pill. A test on mice showed that the pill might be effective if used in the early stages of the disease. The way it works is, um, um, uh, I, I, you know, let's just hope it's safe and it gets on the market and it works. In other, <laughs> in other science news, though, Yahoo says that scientists are at work on an anti-Alzheimer's pill. And they tested it on mice and it showed that the pill can be quite effective if administered in the early onset of the disease. Human trials are expected to begin in Sweden later this year. Also in the news this week, scientists are working on an anti-Alzheimer's pill. An Australian institute conducted tests on mice that showed the pill attacks a root cause of the disease and could therefore be really effective if taken during early onset. Tests on humans are set to start in the fall. Okay, continuing the news gone by, good news for people suffering with Alzheimer's. Scientists are working on a pill... You know, I can just keep doing this joke all night. Now till midnight. It, it, it never gets old. Except midnight's only five minutes away. I know, so <laughs> next joke. <laughs> well, staying with the sciences, we come around to some astronomical news. Researchers have discovered another planet that has rain. Actually, it's on Titan, one of the moons of Saturn. And it's not just rain. It rains from light drizzle to giant wet storms. Love them. But it's the precipitation, but the precipitation isn't water. It's a bit of nitrogen mixed with liquid methane. Ooh, just think about that. As one scientist put it, now we know where the farts go. And now, sport. The hottest song in France right now is a tune called Headbutt. It was written the day after the World Cup final and that infamous assault on an Italian player by French soccer star Zinedine Zidane. Warner Music says Headbutt has been downloaded in France more than 80,000 times. But that figure may be inaccurate, since it's also mixed in with downloads of speeches by Jacques Chirac condemning Israel's attacks on Hezbollah. And it's understandable why Warner got confused. The song is titled Headbutt, while Chirac's speeches are obviously head up butt. Okay. Finally, in news gone by, scary moments on the Brazilian TV soap opera Sakes and Lizards last week. It's actually one of my favorite shows. Oh. An out-of-work actor clad only in swim trunks, see why it's one of my favorite shows, <laughs> but carrying a pistol, stormed the set and started shooting at the cameras. Ricardo Dualabi, do I have that right? Yes. Had been appearing on the show, but was fired in April. So he returned, demanding to be taken seriously as an artist. Police took him seriously. They overpowered him and hauled his ass to, his ass to jail. As usual with these things, half of the people on the set of Snakes and Lizards thought the violence was part of the show. 
The other half were just disappointed that Ricardo's swim trunks showed clearly that he had neither a snake nor a lizard. Oh, and that's the news gone by for July 30th, 2006. Please send your comments, opinions, and headbutts to Dave's Gone By. Box 62, Hewlett, New York, 11557. We reserve the right to read your comments on the air, name withheld upon request. Box 62, Hewlett, New York, 11557, or email davesgoneby at aol.com. That's D-A-V as in technical virgin, davesgoneby at aol.com. Uh, I need to hear from you so I know what you like, what you loathe, what you want to hear more or less of. And let me know if you want to be on the show's weekly email list, too. So, again, all the info, the snail address, the email are on davesgoneby.org. Send us your letters, messages, postcards, packages, but please, no Alzheimer's pills, because, um, uh, did I mention my email? davesgoneby.aol.com. Uh, or what about that pill they're working on from some disease? You know what? While I sort this out, why not give a listen to this? And that was new, if that was new, that was very, very, very special news. x classic episodes of Dave's Gone By here, show after show of comedy, music, and madness, as only Dave can do it. Only $12 per CD. We live great moments like The Giving Chimp, and musical magic like Making Poopies. Classic Dave's Gone By, just $12, makes a bizarre but thoughtful gift. For a list of shows, see davesgoneby.org or email davesgoneby at aol.com. Extra, extra, classic Dave. Get them while they're hot. Everybody's hot, 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 hot. Oh, and more Dave. It's just the beginning of the heat wave, Jack. Did you hear? They, they announced today that probably Monday and Tuesday is going to hit 101 in Central Park. Oh. And it hasn't been 101 in Central Park in five years. Really? We're having a heat, heat wave, wave, a tropical, tropical heat wave. wave. And, and, yeah. and you know what? Just just yeah. because it's going to be 101 here, I'm flying to Florida where my might be hotter. <laughs> it'll be, no, it'll be 99. And a, humid, more, a slightly more humid 99 in Florida. But maybe I'll get an early bird. Yeah, so, so you're going to see your folks. You're going to see your dad. Of course, and, and my father and Trudy. Mid-Mazel. His Ir- wife. Was, is the name Irving, right? Or Irwin. Irwin, I never remember. I'm so sorry. Irving, Irwin, they're all the same. No, they're not. <laughs> Irwin is a wonderful, wonderful person. That's great. One of my favorite people in the world. As opposed to your stepmom. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't say... Uh, please. I'm not. I'm saying nothing. She may make my life miserable for the next week. <laughs> and if that happens, I'm coming back and making your life miserable. <laughs> oh, great. But you will not be with us next... You'll be with us the Sunday after. After, right? Well, if you call me, I can do that. Oh, we may we may call in, or or we'll see we'll see what's happening. Um, let me tell folks a couple of things. First of all, thanks again to all our sponsors: Hewlett Minuteman Press, Performing Arts Insider, and my favorite MortgagesRock.com. Love that MortgagesRock.com, and also Fancy Schmancy Balloons. Want to thank uh, and Fancy Schmancy. Well, oh no, I was. Gonna, you, oh, I okay. know you like mortgages rock, but yeah. I don't want you to forget your own thing, Fancy Schmancy. I always forget my own thing. Give them the number one more time. Fancy Schmancy Balloons can be reached at 516-797-3229. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very, very much to Program Director Tom, also to Station Manager Jeff Lowe. Did something very nice for me this weekend. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you to my beloved wife, Joyce, who um, called in earlier, earlier while I was at the station to play the Potato Bug song. Um, which I I'm, you know, was telling Jeff before. I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed that because I don't know if anyone else did. You didn't hear it. You can hear it. She was holding it. If you heard up the potato bug song, call in right now and I'll <laughs> give you ten bucks. Six three one eight eight eight. And you, you cannot be related today. Oh well, then nobody is listening. <laughs> hey, a couple of things also about uh, the radio stuff. Don't forget, you can catch a vintage episode of Dave's Gone By every Saturday night at eleven on DFSX. Radio. It's um, I think dfsx.com, or you can go to live365.com, which is the web portal. And every week they play another old classic episode of me. And the other big news is, remember a couple of weeks ago I was on or part of the blues marathon that they were doing on WUSB at Stony Brook. Yeah, and they liked me so much. That they asked me, no, it didn't quite work like that. Someone can't make his shift. <laughs> I can do it, I can do it. So I will be on WSB for three and a half hours come this coming Friday. Friday or I should say, late, late Friday, early, early Saturday morning. At what time? Three in the morning, Eastern Time, Ooh. all the way, to, all the way though, into drive time, into 6.30. 
in the morning. Three and a half hours of me. People are going to wake up to you. That's frightening. horrible. People have like the worst days of their lives. <laughs> you know, they were playing those perfectly normal Saturdays with bagels in the early New York Times. They don't know how punny a Saturday morning <laughs> can get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, you know, depending on how things go in Israel and Lebanon, it may just be me ranting for time. For an hour or so. I'm like, God damn those Arabs! But uh, I'll be playing a lot of music to all kinds of stuff, from uh, Fats Domino to Liz Fair and everything in between. You go play a little Drowsy Chaperone? I don't have the Drowsy. If I had it, I might play it, but I don't have the... Well, when I go away, I'll give you my copy. Uh, That'd be great, except you won't get back until after I've done the USB stint, but I appreciate that. By the way, we're holding down the fort. Um, gospel all night until the morning. We'll be here very soon. So I'm just still here with Jeff. And, but if, uh, you call it, if you're listening for that, we'll religiously try to be funny. Oh, very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is two Jews talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> On gospel radio. Let's see. I think I got through all night. And it's funny. I was, I was going to go out with this. I'm going to go out with this great, great song off the new Bruce Springsteen CD. Have you heard it? The, uh, the Springsteen has a new CD? Yes. Really? And it's best one in probably about ten years. Really? And that, that's saying, because Bruce, I love Bruce, I mean, he's done some of the best Bruce, rock and roll. Bruce. Bruce! But his last couple of albums have a good moment of it. I mean, you just, oh, it's another Bruce Springsteen album. He's doing that oaky kind of, you know, that, that Jersey meets Oklahoma sort of hard luck song thing. And this time he really went back to the roots, and he grabbed like a really slapdash band behind him. And they rehearsed for three days. Max Weinberg in there? No, no, it's not the E Street. Second straight album without the E Street. Oh, no. And, um, but this time he really, it was to get that flavor. And even the front cover of the CD is rem- reminiscent of the famous Bob Dylan and the band cover when they did the basement tapes. I don't know. I don't You're listen not to into music this at all. What I'm if saying it's is... it's not theater music, it's not on my, in my I, CD collection. Fair enough. Well, it's not theater music unless you saw Woody Guthrie's American Song, in which case it might be. They do um, songs by, that Pete Seeger wrote or, or made popular, and some of them are just absolutely wonderful. And I'm going to go out with a song that's really appropriate for the gospel stuff um, called Oh Mary, Don't You Weep. And it, it just kicks right. butt. So as soon as we're, we're done and I see the gospel... When you hear here, Oh Mary, Don't You Weep... You're not going to be hearing us no more tonight. That's right. But you'll be hearing a really great song. So I just wanted to, to front load that okay. and tell everybody that it's on the way. They got a great mm. Springsteen well, song coming. You absolutely cannot turn off the radio or change the dial now. Right. No, you've got to stick around. You have to stick, listen to us, listen to the song, and then stay with gospel all night long until 6 a.m. Yes, or or you'll be punished severely. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to talk about for... for oh, um, actually, tell, tell our listeners something interesting while I think gospel's calling. Oh, what do I think is interesting? Well, many things are interesting. I, I did just come back from Las Vegas, which was rather, rather interesting. I, I had a wonderful stay at the... What was it? Not the Aladdin. I stayed at the... Not the Sands. It was something thinking like that. It, oh, I stayed at the Sahara, which is like the Aladdin with Sands, but it's in the Sahara Desert. And, and of all things, it had a NASCAR theme. How odd is that, that the Sahara now has a NASCAR theme? But they do have one quite interesting ride, which is a really weird roller coaster that starts off in the NASCAR cafe and just goes up really fast and, and out. And it's like roller coaster. And it rips around and it goes loop-de-loop. And then it goes up and it stops. And then there's the whole thing backwards. So it's kind of like that famous line, try it backwards and in heels. But you're not in heels, or you don't have to be. You could be if you want to be on the roller coaster. But anyway, the Sahara was lovely, except I, they did put me in a smoking room at first, and they were smoking more than cigarettes in that room. But it was a lovely hotel stay, and I did gamble a little, and I started out winning and winning, and then I, I had a very good time gambling at the Excalibur, which where I was up $400 but had such a good time gambling, I gambled all night and lost the $400 that I won. But I was still up 250 from the night before, so it's okay. Also at the Excalibur, I saw a really bad um, hypnotist, and that was pretty lousy. Yeah, so don't go, go for the gambling, not the show at the Excalibur. Actually, I um, just wanted to, to inform folks. That, that wasn't um, the gospel folks on the phone. It was, who was it? It was our traffic director slash assistant program director who was just saying what to do, you know, in case they're not here for a while. What do we do? Well, we keep talking. <laughs> but if they're not here for a while, while, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll do something else. Uh, I, I hear something. Do. Yes? Oh, they're here. All right. So they're here because gentlemen. they're here. 
Well, we, we should talk a couple of minutes so they can... Well, yeah, that was, don't forget, I want to play that song. I which know, which leads be beautifully into gospel. Yeah. But the, they need more than the three minutes. Uh, no, they're pretty good. Once we start their music, they're pretty good. Okay. So, Jeff, thank you so much for being part of it's Dave's Gone By. Always my pleasure to be here at WGBB with you, Dave. Great, yeah. And, and likewise, and it's wonderful to have you here. I wish you a wonderful trip to Florida. Um, and, and Mazel and to your family. Thank you. And love to my family. Wow, I think we've run the game here. Thanks and so we'd like to bless uh, U.S. Airways because I'll be flying U.S. Airways. Bless, blessings of, from all religions to U.S. Airways, except <laughs> Islam because we hate Islam. And of course Islam. United because my U.S. Airways go on my United Frequent Flyer Miles. Of course, of course. Anyway, I will be back alone next week for the 183rd edition. I just keep missing those odd well, shows. You'll be back on the 84th. Back with the 183rd edition of Days Gone By. Until then, don't miss your days going by. Good night. Stay cool. And I forgot what the... And, and listen to Dave's Gone Let's By. Let's try this again. The phrase is, and gone by, okay? So, what? good night. And gone by? Yeah, okay. Yes. I thought you knew this. I thought you'd been aching to do this. No. Good night. Stay cool. And gone by.